Well, welcome back to the front porch to part two with the Reyes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to call this yet. I, I haven't come up with, uh, I don't know, maybe porch time. That's terrible. Porch time with the Reyes. That sounds horrible. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll think of something. Putting time out. Yeah. <laughs> Go sit on the porch. You're talking about. <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like, right? Like where somebody's being disciplined. But uh, we'll think of a we'll think of a, a some kind of name. It might not be snazzy. I'm not good with even even with my messages, uh, Pastor. I've never been good with uh, titling my messages. So it's mm. just I'm like I tell the folks, you know, I'm not good at this. So yeah, uh, <laughs> let's just get to the text. Let's do. It. Let's go. <laughs> let's just get in this. Right? Yeah. Good. Come up with your own title when I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> But as good, I'm so glad you um, you guys have agreed to to join me on the porch. Our, our first our first part, man, learned so much, and it was just uh, encouraging to hear both of you, hear your stories, and mm-hmm. and hear how you came together, how you got saved, how you met. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm never going to forget that, Pastor Ray. I'm never <laughs> going to forget that. Um, and uh, how the Lord just hooked you guys together via friend, and um, and again again also how that even with self-identity and how that's mm-hmm. working how that how you guys kind of joined in that in that in that mm-hmm. need for for an awareness right of uh of who you are uh how god has made you and uh and now you're back down in austin mm-hmm. and um and met you know it's interesting because so pastor you were raised there right yep you were raised in austin and to hear you guys talk about um some of the um just some of the issues that have come because of bad policies, racist policies, and that mm. um, that were supposed to be that were supposed to have been thwarted back in 1917, but yep. were circumvented, <laughs> right? Like in so yeah. in so many communities in our country. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then to and then to hear it is, um, boy, 1917. This is 2021. 100 plus years later. Is my math right? And yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, hundred plus years later, and uh, and you see that man, some of the issues directly associated with that, mm-hmm. that 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 you guys as church planters in that community, you have to engage. Yeah, and that's the thing about planting in neglected uh, black and brown communities, because yes, we preach the gospel, we 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 teach the word of God, we want to see people get saved, mm. and we have a host of a lot of other things. That yeah. we know it's included in that story. That's right. For people. Yeah. yeah that That's right. Amen. Deal, that we have to deal with. So I want to talk a little bit more about this new church plant and how that came about. You know, I know you already came. You didn't have any money. You didn't have a war chest. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you, you, you didn't go on, on the circuit of, of, of fundraising and get commitments for, you know, five, six hundred thousand dollars a year. Y'all didn't do that. That didn't happen. No, no, uh. You Come know, on, you know, be, being on the board with with the Creek Collective, I'm seeing all these prospectus. It's <laughs> like, wow, this is sharp. I wish hey, I would have done this. Oh, I know, man. I know, man. I, the, the one we just got a couple of days ago, I'm like, yeah. wow, I might use that even now. So if I, I know, right? <laughs> That's we a did, pretty snazzy. We did it the real organic way, you, you know. You, we it was it was us and Aaron's parents and and two other folks, wow. and I think we had a couple thousand dollars in our bank account. That was it. That was it. <laughs> and we that moved down it. to East Austin, and 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 our first home was one of those four hundred square foot pier and beams. Wow. 
you know, within within a flooding zone because that's where these sorts of houses were built mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, there was no regard for, for, for safety and things like that. And, uh, you know, we lived those first few years of our church plant under the poverty line, you know, mm-hmm. um, just bar- we, we say barely making it, but then at the same time, our neighbors had it so far worse than us, you know what sure. I mean? Yeah. And, and there's something about those early years of just being dirt poor <laughs> mm. and, you know, uh, we had our, our, our son, our first son, and, 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 you know, we were on Medicare and I was on WIC and, and, and all that, all that goes with, with, with taking your baby to medical clinic, you know, government, uh, clinics and, and, and all of that. Um, you understand what it means to live poor and you mm-hmm. understand the experiences of the poor, um, in a way that, that, that we hadn't, you know, going mm-hmm. to Wheaton college and living downtown Chicago and, and getting, you know, uh, academic degrees and all these sorts of things. We we had not intellectually we had read about it, right? Sure. Um, but living it, ex- having an embodied experience of poverty, um, has fundamentally shaped how we do ministry Amen. and how we holistically Amen. care um, for people. Whether it's something as simple as making sure that we have uh, breakfast items for Sunday school on Sunday mornings, because mm-hmm. we know that majority of the children coming haven't had breakfast, um, to integrating justice initiatives as part of our day-to-day vocational ministry, uh, you know, uh, in, in East Austin. So living proximate, living embodied uh, within poverty, uh, it, it fundamentally shapes how you sure. do ministry. Amen. And, you know, and a lot of people need, need that, that fundamental shaping <laughs> when mm-hmm. it comes to even, to even if they're going to be supporting and thinking about supporting work that's in neglected communities. You guys are doing, you guys have an initiative going right now um, um, that I, I've seen you um, talk about and, and tweet about uh, regarding helping folks uh, who are um, without power and these kind of mm-hmm. things because Austin got hit pretty hard in this storm. Is that right? Yeah, tell, no, that's tell, correct. Yeah. Yeah, so Sunday, uh, well, leading up to this this past weekend, you know, there was an excitement about snow. We had snow a couple weeks ago as well. There was, you know, great excitement about that. We joked past about week. it, right? Yeah, yeah, you were joking about that, like saying, that's not snow, that's just a dusting, you know? <laughs> I apologize. So we, I apologize, yeah, we, brother. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to bring but this on. It's you. true, right? Like, I'm from Minnesota. We live so in you Chicago. Know. Yeah, you like, know. Like up in the Midwest, this would not be a problem. Right. This would not be a problem. Right. And yeah. so when 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 Sunday hit and and we saw how cold it was actually going to get with the amount of uh, ice and sleet and, and snow, um, that's when we were like, oh, this this is this is going to be serious. And and then Sunday night comes, people are starting to lose power. We lost power. You know, early, early, early Monday morning, and and uh, and it's just been a, a very scary thing for for many families. Uh, you know, scary for us. We weren't sure when when we we're going to have power come back sure. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had running water in some faucets, not in others. Uh, but but for many people, um, they they still don't have power. Still don't have running water. I think the last stat I re- I read is that a uh, a quarter of all Texas don't have power. Right, that twenty-five percent of this state does not have power, and and it's higher in some areas of the city. There was a one point where um, it was a third to forty percent of Austin didn't have power. 
Uh, and and we, you know those are those are uh, gifts from the Lord that that sometimes we just take for granted. We don't realize yeah. how dependent we are until it's gone. Um, and so we we have families in our church who haven't had power since Sunday night, haven't had running water since Monday, and we've been scrambling around uh, trying to help them. We've had people call on our church line who uh, are are you know in the community but but seeking help, and we're trying what we can to help. And we've even got some people in hotels where we're tr- we're get, trying to get rides to people to uh, other organizations or, or or locales that the that the city of Austin has set up and. Um, you know, I think most families in our church have another member, uh, another family in our church. Like downstairs here, we have uh, another family in our church staying sure. with us, and uh, and it, and and you know, and, and so we wanted to invite others. Um, that's why we've been sharing, mentioning on social media, just um, to partner with us to to meet needs because you have the needs of right now, but we also know there's going to be needs next week when when the that's snow right. is gone right. and people yeah. didn't work at all this week. And and they're not getting paid, sure. and 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 you know how are they? You know how how can what what needs are they going to have then? All their food they have in their fridge, it's going to be all out. And so, uh, we're just wanting to come alongside and um, mm-hmm. to be uh, uh, as much of a blessing as we can to those in our church and to those outside. So if people go to um, your church's website, they will know how to um, how to support. To support that work you guys are doing there uh, for the folks mm-hmm. in Austin, okay. Yeah, so, you just go to website, hit the uh, the give, and then you'll see a okay. benevolence, and it's okay. under the benevolence tab. Hopecommunitychurch.org. So it's hopeccatx.com. Hopeccatx.com. Yeah, a- a- ATX is the the short for Austin, Texas. Okay. So hopeccatx.com. Yeah, and, and there you'll be able to find it. Amen. And that's and again, that's, a, that's something else you. That, that people in, in neglected communities have to think about. I think uh, Dr. Reyes said earlier uh, in our last uh, segment that um, when it comes to the power outages, you still see the disparity between <laughs> between those who are, are wealthy and those who are not. Mm-hmm. Um, the inf- even, even in the infrastructure of the city, oh, yeah. um, uh, poor people um, get hit the worst uh, when it yep. comes to these kinds of things that happen. And that's at some level... Mm-hmm. Without being pessimistic, at some level, that is somewhat by design. Um, yeah, that's not an yeah. accident. It doesn't. It doesn't rain more. <laughs> that's right. Where you guys live, it's a flood zone because of inf- infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, so um, that's part of doing ministry. We have to mm-hmm. be thinking about all um, a holistic, take a holistic view of, of people and their lives and how we can serve them with the, with the love of yep. the Lord. So Amen. let's um, so praise God for your work there. Praise God that he sent you guys back there. Poor Amen. dirt, poor. Come um, on. <laughs> yeah, it's it, and, and, and it's yeah. and you're right. You're right. You're right. Dr. Reyes, there's, there's something when when you've experienced that. And I know in the, in the early days uh, of, of our of our marriage. Um, I lost my job, and uh, at the time we we had two children, and um, my um, a friend of the family worked. It wasn't it wasn't called Catholic Charities at the, then, um, but it, it was a, a Catholic ministry, and she worked there, and mm. um, and it's like, hey, you got to come on down, you know, and um, and they. You know, they took took me back and, and gave clothes for the children, strollers, all kinds of stuff, man. It was really it was really nice. And we were on 
We were on at the time it was food stamps. I know I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I so wish, I so wish they had those look those cards that they have now where people can't behind you can't really tell. Oh, yeah. Looks like an ATM yeah. card. Mm-hmm. I'm like using food stamps. Everybody in the stores like, will you hurry up? Can't you count? <laughs> you know, and so it's so you're already yep. feeling bad. You know, yep. um, but then you're feeling people behind you make you feel even worse. Because yeah. they're in a hurry and they don't have time for you and your poor self, you know, yeah. get out, get out of my way. So, yeah, all of that, you know, all of those things. And it does it does, uh, Doctor Reyes? You're right. It does uh, make you think about ministry uh, a whole lot different. And and, um, and it's humbling, you know, even with sure. that story, Pastor, uh, where we, where we uh, first lived. There, there's uh, again with gentrification, all this stuff, new development. There's a brand. It was a brand new supermarket uh, in, in that area, and all the other. Uh, it's a food desert, but this was like the brand new spanking new uh, uh, supermarket, and and we're on Wick, and you know you have that debit card, sure. and 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 it says big like big you know, uh, you know Wick program and everything, and 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 you there, and and you're just kind of looking around, you know, almost like bringing it out, not wanting all the the other people around you to see, and it's humbling, and sure and is. and it, yeah. and even even humiliating can be, and so yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead, Dr. Reyes. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and also I think just with that, there's there's a lot of stories of pain, too, of, you know, our own experiences of being racially profiled uh, in, and even part of being, uh, you know, access to these government clinics. And, and, and um, I had a situation with my son when he was really young. Um, he had bronchitis, and a doctor refused medical service to us. Uh, and it was actually a racial misprofile. He thought I was a single Latina mother uh, because my last name is Reyes and I, I, I can pass as many different ethnicities. People oftentimes guess I'm something else other than Indian. Um, and so, he, you know, the doctor came in, took one look at me, took one look at my son who was coughing horribly. Mm. And uh, he said, Miss, Miss Reyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? You're single. Uh, Miss, You're single. Yeah. yeah. Miss, Miss Reyes, uh, clearly you, you don't feed your son well. Uh, stop feeding him spicy Cheetos and then bring him back and we'll talk about medical treatment. Mm. <laughs> and I was looking at him with just this other shock because I was like, first of all, I've never fed my son spicy Cheetos, which is such a, a stereotypical assumption sure. about what Latinos feed their children, um, you know. And before I was even able to say anything, he just walked out the door, and mm. and left me there in, in in the clinic with my um with my very young son. And so I had to go get Aaron, who uh, has has fairer skin than I and can pass as Caucasian, uh, to take our son and get the medical wow. service that he needed. But you know. Uh, those experiences as well. It's not just the experience of poverty, but also knowing what it's like to be racially profiled and knowing that, you know, you could take two kids, one white, one black or brown, uh, you know, and they could do the exact same thing, but in West Austin would be treated very differently than in East mm-hmm. Austin. Yeah. Um, and we know there are, we, we, we have families and friends in, in West Austin, you know, their, their high school kids bring drugs to school sure. or buy drugs at school, right? Uh, and the parent gets called in and then sort of is like a, a verbal warning from the principal, right? Like, sure. just make sure your kid doesn't do this again. Uh, that has happened in schools in East Austin. And, you know, the police are called in and the kids are, you know, brought down to the ground and, and, and hauled away and arrested. And I, I mean, just 
you know, people who are falsely incarcerated and, and all sorts of racial profiling, racial misprofiling. Mm-hmm. Um, these are things that have so personally impacted our church and our community. And having experienced that ourselves, uh, you know, we can't help but want it's it's lit a fire in our bones to 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 pursue activism and justice in the way sure. that Jesus pursued right. holistic justice um, that's right. for 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 his his people. That's right. That's right. And um, you know, we should be yeah we should be agents of relief. We should be agents of relief, agents of mm-hmm. justice, um, mm-hmm. agents of love and care. Um, and and God has providentially uh, allowed us to experience, so we know we can empathize. We know they're hurt because mm-hmm. uh, we live we've lived it, right? Yep. And um, while I was, uh, you know, it's crazy because I again, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting on to senior years, and you and you just <laughs> and so things come back to your mind um, of experiences that, that I had as a child. I, now, growing up in Indiana. My, my parents were a part of the Great Migration uh, from the mm. South. My mom's mm-hmm. Arkansas, dad Mississippi, and they came up in the in the fifties, you know, escaping domestic terrorism in oh, the yeah. South, yeah. right? And um, and so, um, you know, I just did, I just didn't think about I didn't think about it too much in terms of um, of, of problems that that racial problems because the neighborhood that we grew up in and uh, we we talked about it some but um we would go back down south man and uh and i thought about it this morning of how close um mm. i came to involving my father in some stuff that mm. would have been that would have been much different it, it, I wouldn't. Wow. It would have been. It had a huge impact. We were at. We had mm-hmm. gone swimming. We Conway, Arkansas. We had gone swimming with our cousins down there, and it, we would go down there. A lot of us. A lot of the my relatives that come up north, and so a lot of us would go down around the Fourth of July and all that big family reunion, all that kind of stuff. Some some of us kids. We had to be like eleven, at the most twelve. Went down to the uh, public place for swimming. It was inside place, and uh, my cousins from Illinois. And we went and we and we swam, right? And so we were walking back, and there was a hotel with a, a drinking fountain. Now this, so this this was right around sep- in the seventies, in in the uh, early seventies, right? And so um, while there were still vestiges of Jim Crow, some places still, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't I didn't I don't remember it, it in Arkansas. I'm sure my parents did, but I didn't. So I didn't think anything about it. We went in. We were thirsty. We went in to get some water. At this um, hotel, wow. and uh, the manager was behind the desk, and uh, there's a gentleman he was talking to, standing there in front of the desk, and so my cousin, my girl cousin from from Illinois, she's from the the, the Quad Cities, so mm-hmm. again, not not used to any of this kind of stuff, right? And so she was drinking, and uh, the manager says that water fountain is for get for our guest only, right? Mm. I heard him. Because I wasn't drinking, I really don't think she heard him, right? And uh, but she did raise up for a moment, and I don't think it was defiance. But she went back and she continued to drink. Now looking back on that, I'm thinking, well, I wonder did he think that she was being defiant or not? But the gentleman who was in front of the counter, he stepped toward her, mm. and I looked up at him. Now he's a, he's a grown man. I'm a 12 year old boy. Good, good size for my age, but I can't take on a man. 
Yeah. Right? And uh, he stepped toward her, and the guy behind the counter said, no, that's okay. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. And mm-hmm. um, I just can't think of what wow. would have happened yeah. if he had to put his hand on my cousin and or mm-hmm. on me. What mm-hmm. my dad would have done. Yeah. You know, and what, you know, what this conversation we're having today would, would sound like today. Yeah. Those are the yep. close calls. Those are the close calls with being, um, you know, brown and black in this country that people mm-hmm. think we make up. Yeah. That, that we're not making up. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a it's just a way of, of life, you know. Yep. And so um, that's that's unfortunate, but that's that's a reality. And uh, and we should not be ashamed to call it, call these things out or to address them and to seek relief for folks in our in, That's in, right. in the communities mm-hmm. where we serve. Amen. Now, now, mm-hmm. now, now. That's good. So tell me, tell me about hope. Aaron, you told us something a, l- a little a bit about, you know, music and all these kinds of things and some 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 transformation, some switches and all. Give us a give us a little bit about what happened, what's been going on with your ministry and how it started and where it is now. Yeah. Okay. So when we planted in 2014, uh, our, our, we, our church went by another name. Uh, it was, you know, a name that we really liked called church of the violet crown and, uh, and violet crown is as a, is a nickname for the city of Austin. It's called city of the violet crown. And so we thought it was a really cool name. We liked it. Uh, but we found out very early on how the name didn't match what our church ended up becoming. Uh, so our church uh, in the earliest days was was primarily Latino, you know, upwards in like 90% Latino. Small church, you know, by I think perhaps by year three, we maybe had uh, 30 folks worshiping with us on a Sunday morning, maybe 45 um, who would have called us home. So not a big church, uh, but we're, we're, you know, we're mainly a second, third generation Latino church too. And so these weren't uh, these were folks who were either bilingual or or knew some Spanish, but their 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 first language was English, mm-hmm. and and almost kind of like our story as well as Michelle and I as second generation uh, uh, immigrant Americans uh, filling that, and uh, and and so we were younger church as well, and, and just trying to be faithful um, with with our outreach, with with our uh, uh, care for racial solidarity and justice. Um, and then fast forward to 20, and, and, and just our church was growing slowly, you know, relationship by relationship, discipleship, stuff like that. And then in 2018, another church plant that was slight, just slightly further northeast than us uh, uh, joined churches with us. And so we we underwent, you know, a church marriage. Uh, I don't like the term church merger, but like a church marriage. And and so it was out of that that Hope Community Church came into existence. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and we, we, we changed... The, the names because we were realizing that uh, uh, Violet Crown uh, had had more associations with more hipster and 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 a lot of Violet was Violet Crown Social Club so which was a bar and so when people we were talking to people hey we're like we're at Church of Violet Crown like are you guys a bar you know what you- <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'll go but if you got some hey, Coronas, you know <laughs> what time you guys meet man yeah. <laughs> For real, yeah, and uh, and, we, and we were again. We also liked that that original name because it, it flowed well in, in Spanish as well. It, it probably it sounded, I, I think, prettier in Spanish. Um, but sound, we, we how does it sound in Spanish? So so in, in Espanol, it's Iglesia de la Corona Violeta, and and so yeah, Church it, of the Violet Crown. So Corona is crown. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that could. Yeah, I'm glad you changed that, brother. Because English, <laughs> English speakers would say, "Oh yeah, 
Yeah. So you guys serve Corona for for communion, huh? For communion, yeah. <laughs> that does, but really, seriously, that, that that is beautiful, man. It really is. Uh, my my son's father-in-law, um, he's a, he's a, um, again from Oaxaca, and he and he says that uh, you know all languages are are beautiful. But in heaven, mm. they're going to be speaking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> he said Spanish is the heavenly language of them all. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. That's good. <laughs> uh, and so the the church, two church came together in 2018, and um, you know, we moved further northeast intentionally, uh, as, as as some of our families within our church were even getting displaced, and so we wanted to be where folks were moving, and 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 uh, and. Uh, it was also a community that, that was still part of that historic East, East Austin, just for the Northeast. And so um, I think another major development that happened um, was this past summer. Uh, so we we originally planted with a, a church network uh, that I got connected with while I was in seminary, uh, a, a smaller network that I, that I really uh, I appreciated some, their, some of their values. You know, one of the values that I appreciated was that a, a small church can be a strong church. And, I, and I, that really resonated with me. Uh, because that wasn't the message that I was hearing from other denominations or networks, sure. and uh, and I wanted to come. We wanted to come with with a, a network that didn't have any baggage, uh, didn't have any of that. Uh, but but something that I didn't realize at the time is is how uh, conservative and even dare I say fundamentalistic uh, this this network was, and and so from. Uh, 2015 you know once a year there was there was something that would come up mm. that would just we that would uh, we'd rub them the wrong way us uh, you know whether it was us commenting on injustices happening on the national level uh, i remember we had there was a big conversation in 2017 with, with charlottesville Sure. And and uh, that prompted us as a church to take um, you know we had a sermon series on racism and and uh, and how the systemic levels of racism too and and that was you know mm. a lot of friction sure. uh, and then it just came to a head um, early of of last year with the racial injustices racial unrest and particularly after George Floyd particularly after George Floyd and you know we're 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 organizing a, a march. Um, a vigil and all these things and and uh and as as many christians uh, christians of color last year you know we were labeled critical uh you know crt folks and of, you know of course aaron and i had to go get, get google and, and, know, and look man. that up like what what is this that we're being accused yeah of? And, and, and the people the people accusing you of it they need to go google it too and find out what it was right. for real <laughs> Man. Oh my goodness! I'm like, see our critical race theory. What in the world? So you yeah. mentioned systemic racism. You mentioned all of the things that are obvious to anyone that's had their eyes open any period of time in our country, and all of a sudden you're a Marxist. You're you're a critical yeah. race theorist. Um, social social justice warrior. I really don't mind that title too much. I don't have a problem. Much yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I, I think we can work with that one a little bit, but it's just uh-huh. like, wow, really. Um, so you guys had to, you guys had to make some, some decisions. We did. Yeah. We did. And, um, and, uh, so you mentioned those terms. I, I remember like each year there was one year I was, I was called a Marxist. Another year, social justice war in 2020 was a CRT. And so, uh, 
You know, and and also in conjunction with that, uh, this network uh, was really uh, taking offense at the, Michelle's growing ministry, uh, her her growing writing and speaking ministry, and and so uh, at the early part of this past summer, um, uh, they 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 basically brought up uh, what they called concerns. Uh, in other words, charges against us uh, and our elders of, of things that we were doing that was contrary, not only to the network but even contrary to the gospel. And 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 one was how we're handling the topic of race and justice, and the other was women in ministry. Um, these two topics. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, one of my elders, and I think it was in July or August, uh, one of my elders and I, uh, we 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 jumped on a, a on a call with. Uh, the the council of this network and and they basically said you know explain yourself uh, we we have th- these this evidence that you guys are these things how do you defend yourself and um, you know we were gracious and kind because uh, I know the, the 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 churches in this network you know they want to please the Lord they want to make disciples but they're 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 blind to uh, their own um, for lack of a better phrase whiteness and 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 blind to their fundamentalistic tendencies, their even patriotism, borderline nationalism, and and so uh, I I don't want to hate on them, uh, throw more shade than I have to, but at that point our elder team just realized, you know, that, that's it, like we we can't continue with this. This is toxic for us. We 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 can't envision ourselves wanting to plant more churches through this network. Um, there have been people who are in our church saying, "Hey, how come our church is saying this, but the network is saying something completely different?" Mm. You know, mm. and and so it was unanimous among our elders for us to leave. And um, and in God's providence, that that very night that we had that me and my elder uh, had that that tense phone call uh, or Zoom that morning, that very night, Michelle and I had a, a Zoom date with Christy and Thabiti Anyabwile <laughs> that very night. And, that very night. And, yeah, and and we're they're they're saying hey, you know they're all excited, and then we're just kind of like emotionally down. You know, it was right. just a hard day, sure. and uh, and so they were very um, they shepherded us through that process with us as we just kind of shared our hurts and um and and you know our, our just the pain, and they were able to empathize. And so then towards the end of that that uh that that call, I just said, uh, hey, Pastor T, like, you know, what 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 org are you a part of? You know, and, uh, and that's when he mentioned the Creek Collective in our ears just perked up. We're like, say what? You know, Creek Collective? What is black and brown spaces? What 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 you talk about? You know, we can we can we can preach Christ crucified and do justice. What? You know? Right. Because our, our whole ministry, we've always had to. Uh, it, it's like that that tape going through your mind of like what you want to say and then you have to replay it and and think through okay what do i need to take out what do i need to adjust what do i need to not say uh you know within these very conservative fundamentalist uh spaces and and to now be in a place where we can freely share our hearts um knowing that there isn't going to be that condemnation uh and 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 judgmentalism has been so freeing um and 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 part of the healing process Mm -hmm. too Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's it's amazing um, um, how God, in His own timing, works works things out, right? And Amen. so the, the same evening, I mean, you have this the separation. There's this call with with the Anya Wheelies, and um, yeah, man. And there's talk of the Creek Collective. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. And wow. Yeah, because yeah, you know, wow. uh, T says, "Hey, 
And when he came back, he goes, you know, um, that's a brother, the sister down in uh, beautiful couple, beautiful couple. You know how he talks, right? Just be a sweet, sweet. That's his word. Sweet couple, sweet couple <laughs> down in uh, doing a great work in Austin area. I might think, think this would be a, just great. Uh, he uses the term marriage too a lot, right? And he, as opposed to merge in terms of mm-hmm. joining, and it'd be a great marriage, man. And bring that brother on, y'all need to meet him. And that's when we met. That's when we met mm-hmm. short, shortly mm-hmm. after talking with. Um, and I again, I had, Dr. Reyes, I had been see, I had been seeing your uh, your work out there on um, uh, social media and other places where you've been writing. Okay. And quite frankly, I didn't find anything anything jarring. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I, find it, I find a lot of uh, learned a lot, uh, still learning a lot. And uh, and uh, man, just some good stuff. But I, I, I just didn't find anything, you know, and I'm the fundamentalist of our group. Right. Uh, they, they keep saying I'm the fundamental fundamentalist of the group. <laughs> so oh, I, I didn't okay. find anything. I didn't find anything that would be Amen. questionable. <laughs> but Praise you know God. what? <laughs> but you know what? It's interesting, and 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 I can't wait to yeah till the four of us hook up uh, uh, along with uh, you know you guys and with Jamie, and uh, because it's interesting when um, the the sisters that that um, pastors' wives that we sat under that we learned from were always instrumental and um, and vocal about giving a voice to. Mm-hmm. Um, the the women the pastor's wife in particular right. now it was important because in our context the pastor's wife only came out at a, she taught the kids sunday school class mm-hmm. right and uh and she and she came out during our annual men's day thing she got to head the men's day thing right mm-hmm. and and she talked at the pastor's anniversary other than that <laughs> she wore a big hat and she was very quiet she did, she didn't mm-hmm. say much, and so this this the women that uh, that we had met when we when we left that ministry, uh, these women were very very vocal. They know you need to be exercising your gift as a teacher, you know, as mm-hmm. a um, you know a spokesman for the Lord. The Lord has given you a voice as well, and so mm-hmm. uh, that's the kind of um, training that that Jamie yeah. received as well. Mm-hmm. Is that. No, I mean, and it does not. And for women to be teaching in our in our churches does not violate. Well, it violates some views that people have when it comes yeah. to, mm-hmm. to the compliment, That's right. to complementarianism. That's right. Not, it's not violate the scripture. That's right. Um, I wish I had known that in my early in my first pastorate. I yeah. wish I had wish mm-hmm. I had a, wish I had known that. And uh, I think I don't know if it would have gone any smoother, but it probably would have gone a lot better. <laughs> so. So. so um, but that but that's a good point, Pastor. Yeah. I, I, I I loved when when I was uh, connecting with with uh, the, the rest of the board uh, with the Creek Collective, just hearing the brothers there talk about um, that very theme that that even within the, the brown and black churches, that there would be no brown and black church if it wasn't for women. That's right. And 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 we 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 need to celebrate that, recognize it, affirm it, and and not see it as some demise, as like what, what, what the way some staunch complementarians would interpret that history is. Oh, you know, there, there just must be no men. And I'm right. and I'm like that, that's not what that means. That means the Lord is using the, these women and their giftings to strengthen the church. Yeah. The, the the great commission is not for men only, right? It's right. for for men and women. Uh, the the word in Ephesians four about um, the 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 offices of the church equipping the saints for ministry. That sure. saints include men and women. And right. um, so 
I, I really that was really affirming for us uh, because we have some um, amazing uh, gifted women in our oh, church, and, Mich- yeah. and, and Michelle's one of them. And we want to uh, affirm them and 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 celebrate that. Amen. 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 Um, so. With that, that comes, that brings me now to my, my next question. Um, and I just learned about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, you shared. Mm. S- Sister Dr. Reyes, you have, <laughs> you have a, um, is this a new position um, or a new role? You got to tell us about that. It, so it's, it, so, yeah. yeah, just, so for, okay, just give us the name of what it is and tell us what you do because when you, when, when pastor was telling us about that, you know, everybody wanted to do it. Everybody's like, Oh, we need, we need one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we need one of them in our church. Right. So That's good. tell us about That's it. Good. Tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my official title now in, in uh, hope community church is scholar in residence. And oh, it's I a, had it right. I had it right on the email. You did. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. You did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a one, it's a, it's a title inspired, uh, by you know Christina Edmondson, she's also a scholar in residence at her church with Micah, and uh, and you know also I think we have so many uh, Anglican brothers and sisters, you know, good friends where they have writers and residences, uh, theologians and residents. Um, the 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 title is new as of this year, but I think in many ways the work of scholar in residence is something I've been doing mm-hmm. for many years right. within okay. the church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so long story short, I used to be a German professor, uh, but shifted careers uh, to pursue more full-time vocational ministry alongside Aaron in 2017. Uh, this is when I really began publishing within Christian uh, spaces, you know, Christianity Today, you know, ERLC, things like that. And from the beginning, my my writing, my research, uh, my the things I was publishing, either served to highlight the work of our church, um, and or to be a resource for our church. And so, when I wrote my articles uh, and, and was publishing, I had our own congregation in mind, mm. you know, and was writing to, to, to equip, uh, and empower our own people in East Austin. Um, and oftentimes uh, hope community church becomes case studies for the work I, I, I do as well as sort mm-hmm. of, um, examples of, for everything from church planting to, uh, living proximate to the poor to how to raise and develop, you know, local community leaders and, uh, things like this. And so, um, that's one part of the job description is my own writing and research. And then the second part is, uh, content, uh, that I develop, for the church. And so, for example, I have my first book coming out with Sondervan in April mm. uh, on cross-cultural relationships. It's called Becoming All Things, How Small Changes Lead to Lasting Connections Across Cultures. Uh, and I will be working on developing this book into a informal course that I will then teach over the summer uh, for our church members. And so wow. things like that are, are you know, whether it's uh, courses or, or or these sorts of things, uh, you know, resources that are particularly for our church members, mm-hmm. uh, is the second part of my job description. Mm-hmm. That is so. Let me let me just go ahead and just and just go ahead and um, get this settled. So the book comes out <laughs> in April, right? April twenty seventh. April yes. twenty. So before then, 
you promise in front of everybody that's listening. <laughs> uh oh, what's he gonna say? Uh oh, <laughs> that you will, you will come back up on the porch and we're going to talk about your book prior to it being published, right? We we'll do a little podcast, okay. talk about the book. Little, yeah, this little. I kind of did. I did the same thing with Carter just a couple of weeks or so ago. Uh, Pastor okay. Carter on his new book that mm-hmm. came out. That awesome. it, it sounds interesting. Book sounds awesome, and uh, so kind of like a you know we're gonna um, you know market. Oh, I hate that word when it comes to Christian stuff. Well, we're gonna market your book. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, and that's gonna. I'll, I'll take I, that. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and I'm so grateful for all the help I can get. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's. It, it, so, like Pastor said a moment ago, so all this gifting that 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 um, that's not that, men don't have a corner on on the gifting, and mm. so um, there's people um, in the congregation that's that's that that God has gifted and equipped, and um, and they have studied, they have they've done the hard mm-hmm. work of of in the academy, uh, yep. and 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 then producing material content, right. That's driven by your local congregation and your local community. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't get any better than that. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it just it just doesn't. I mean, when mm-hmm. I mean, because it's not like see some people write for people out there. You know, I was going, but I mean, when you're writing and you're thinking about people who you are actually ministering, I think those make some of the best books. Yeah, you know, some mm-hmm. of the most some of the most helpful books. So we're mm-hmm. that scholar in residence. So who came up? This is new. You said who came up with the scholar in residence? Yeah, I, I, I see you point. <laughs> hey, y'all, she's pointing at Pastor Aaron. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I came across uh, that 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 title uh, in a number of different spaces. Again, as you said, Pastor, it's 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 a newer uh, title, and 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 you know, more spaces, Baptistic spaces. It, it's one that's been around within more higher church Anglican Presbyterian uh, churches for a while, and uh, and I'm like, man, they can't have all the fun, you know. No, we we gotta. <laughs> they can't. They, they can. As a matter of fact, they don't have much fun anyway. No, they don't. They don't. They got no fun. <laughs> they have fun with titles and and, right. and role assignments. We have fun. So we, anyway, come on, man. What are you going to say? <laughs> Gotta get in trouble here. I know. Yeah, um, we're sorry, Doctor Micah and and Doctor Christina. Y'all yeah. have fun. We know y'all have fun. <laughs> yeah, y'all. That's probably the only Presbyterian church that fun. <laughs> Did I just say that online? Yes, you did, and I'm not going to edit it out. I'm going oh, right? okay. to keep it right. I'm going to keep it real, as the young folks say. I'm going to keep uh, it real. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I we, we we I came across this title and and um and just seeing how other churches and denominations were using it, and I just said this is, uh, and 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 I and I think I stumbled across it. I wasn't looking for it um for to to come up with a name for Michelle. I just was came across it. And I thought, wait a second, Michelle's doing this in our church she's already doing this and it, and, sure. and, I, and i came hey michelle what do you think if since you're already doing serving our church in this way what if we formalize that um so that michelle um has has a, 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 a this place within our church but then our church can see her as a resource and uh, and so our we got excited the, the staff got excited elder team got excited and 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 uh, and we we made that official um not too long ago and and it's it's been a, a i mean a huge blessing already that, that our church has benefited from i'm i'm really looking forward to this summer course because uh something that 
we've found through the years of of having a more uh, a multi-ethnic, multicultural church is how how do ethnicities see themselves in as unique ethnicities, but also how do they relate? Sure. And uh, and we've even heard from a number of our Anglo brothers and sisters in our church also wrestling with the fact that they don't feel like they have an ethnicity. And and so uh, one of the courses Michelle is is going to Lord willing teach uh, this summer is on just ethnic identity development, cultural identity development. What does it mean that we all so have an ethnicity? Important. It is so important. So and, important. And, and, um, and what does it mean for Anglos that they have uh, their ethnicity and culture and helping them and helping all of us be able to locate that and to see it as a, as a good thing um, and, and to see how God made them that way. But then how then do we relate across our cultures? And so you can see how her book came to be. And um, I mean, it's all God. How, we, how the Lord is doing this. And so we're just thrilled. I've got tons of questions, but I'm going to save that about the book and the course. And I'm going to save that for the podcast on the book. But I've got tons of questions about that. Yeah, that 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 sounds that just sounds too exciting. It, it really does. And and the role. Now, I did not know that Dr. Christina Edmondson had that role. In the, and that's in the new plant down in uh, Nashville. Mm-hmm. That's I right. I know that uh, certainly. A capable sister, man. Amen. <laughs> Certainly, she is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Dr. Reyes, you as well, from what all I've read, and uh, um, of your work. And now, so now I'm going to shift gears just a little bit, and and I just have to. And you started it. I want you to know you started it. <laughs> you started it by something you tweeted uh, shortly after, oh, or yeah. shortly before the inauguration. Uh, or shortly after, I can't remember the time frame. I'm getting old, but I know it's somewhere around that time. And you said it's important uh, to remember that um, of the Asian um, heritage of of uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, right? Mm-hmm. And di- didn't something like that, right? Am I right? That's right. I don't want. Yeah, right. I want to mess it all up. And uh, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm going to ask her about that one day, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because, you know. This and this is really really sad. I remember when, when um, uh, President Obama won back in two thousand eight, and I was so ecsta- I was so ecstatic. I was just mm. I was just I couldn't you know I and I kept because you know, give you I voted right I voted mm-hmm. type thing, and I yep. have it. I have my wife and I we have that in um, the cedar chest, mm. her, her cedar chest. Wow. You know, because yeah, she grew up in an era where that all the girls got little cedar chest, right? Did is that mm. same thing, so Dr. Reyes? You you have one of those? You know, anyway, it was a thing. I need a cedar chest now. Yeah, it was a <laughs> it was like a yeah a keepsake <laughs> thing for 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 young okay. girls. They got it typically at age sixteen, something like that. Uh, black girls did, and so she has one, and and we put it in there. And so folks, oh, why you voted for uh, Barack Obama? I'm like, you know what? I I really want to have this conversation, but since you want to have it, I I want my <laughs> grandchildren. I want yeah. my grandchildren to know mm. that, yes, I voted for the first black president of our country. Mm. So, yeah, mm. I wanted them That's to know good. that. And I kept it for them. Yeah. And I want them to see that. Yeah. And so how was it, um, sister, for you um, with um, with the inauguration of mm. uh, not only um, the first um, woman, black woman president, but of, of Asian and of Indian uh, descent? How, 
tell us how you feel about that. And, mm. and you look, you're, and you're on the front porch, and so you can say whatever you want to say <laughs> up here, up here on the porch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the, the the freedom. No, there I you, you know I think it, uh, you know, and 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 my comments are are politics aside, right? Because right. you know. I, 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 Aaron and I, well, I'll just speak for myself, you know, we find ourselves in, in, in a place right now where we feel a bit politically homeless. Uh, you know, there's there's biblical principles that we see, you know, some rep- reflected in the, the Republican Party, some reflected in the, in the, in sure. the Democrat Party, but, um, you know, we, we don't align ourselves with either at the moment. So, I, so my comments are about Kamala Harris, uh, her personhood, uh, who sure. she is as 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 a woman, um, and and I th- I think that it's it, regardless of where you align politically, we we can celebrate sure. uh, this achievement of, mm-hmm. of being the first female um, black Asian <laughs> vice president, wow. and you know I think this was such a a moment of celebration for the Asian American community because you know. Asians are oftentimes erased within um, the the black white racial divide of our of our country and and, and, and Latinos too as as well and and so um, and and part of this is 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 part of the stereotypes that plague the Asian American community, including being a perpetual foreigner. Um, we're always seen as 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 not belonging, sure. right? I mean, this is this is why those questions of where are you from, no, where are you really from, uh, <laughs> stem from, right, uh, as, right. as as well as you know the compliments of like, oh, you speak English so well, or you know, um, when did you move here? And 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 it's this assumption that you're from somewhere else, uh, and and you're you're probably going back at some point, mm-hmm. right? And and. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of Asian American theologians that 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 talk about the theology of marginality for Asian Americans. You know, mm-hmm. we're betwixt and in between. Uh, we're not fully Asian, uh, you know, hundred percent Asian, but we're not fully American either. And so we just um, not only do we experience that sort of marginality that other minority groups do, racial oppression. Uh, you know, COVID nineteen, this global pandemic has just seen skyrocketing rates of anti-Asian sure, violence. Sure. Um, so not only is that happening, but our experiences are overlooked, uh, erased, forgotten. You know, just a few days ago, two women, uh, Asian women, were, were punched in the face, you know, in, in New York City. Uh, and, and, you know, before that, a, a, a Thai man was assaulted and murdered in, in California. You know, there's a whole string of elderly Asians that were attacked uh, and 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 murdered, and media outlets weren't covering that, uh, and and so there is this 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 double pain of being overlooked, oppressed, erased, uh, and all of a sudden now, we have this uh, this this vice president who is both black and Asian, who uh, we have hope for being this this vocal uh, piece for the Asian American community, and it, it's it's it's. It's special that she is both black and Asian because I think um, in the midst of this pandemic particularly, mm. uh, it, it has given us all the more cause to pursue solidarity across Asian, uh, Asian American and African American uh, right. communities. That's and right. I think Kamala Harris is, is somebody who can continue to unite and create those bonds of solidarity. Mm. So for, for many different reasons... Um, Having Kamala Harris as vice president is just—it's very special, and it's—it's a—it's a feeling of hope for mm. the future. Amen, amen, and and you're absolutely mm. right. 
I, um, you know, I, I resonated with what you were saying with my, um, with my, with my, um, multi-ethnic grandchildren, um, mm. all, all but one of our 11 grandchildren are multi-ethnic. Mm. Um, yeah. And so, um, for them, for our daughter, our granddaughters in particular, uh, to see this, um, this woman of color, Mm-hmm. You know, first female and and woman of color in, in in such a position, I think it I think it just it just brings all kinds of emotions, yeah. all kinds of thoughts that are that should be uh, celebrated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say that cause I I remember back in two thousand eight where when um, President uh, Obama was elected, and uh, and we were made many of us who were in in evangelical circles were made uh, to feel a shade try to make try to make us I didn't make me cause I'm like I ain't having it I'm proud of it <laughs> I'm glad about it <laughs> you know yeah politics, mm-hmm. like you said Doctor Bass politics aside right now we're celebrating the personhood of this of this man. And mm. uh, uh, and uh, and I'm grateful that I'm grateful that he was a um, uh, a moral man as well, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, probably uh, way more moral than many of our. But anyway, that's another question, another conversation, <laughs> <laughs> another conversation. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, and so we were tr- we were made to try to feel or were tried to make f- made to feel that uh, he shouldn't be celebrated. Uh, because mm-hmm. of his politics, because of some of his positions, his platform, the platform of Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking right. about when I turn on the television and the president of the United States is speaking. He's a man that I can mm-hmm. identify with. He looks kind of like me. Mm-hmm. And we were born in the same year. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to yeah. celebrate that 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 achievement in a country like this when certainly it's said that anyone uh, can be president of the United States. We understand yeah. uh, the hurdles. We understand uh, the doors, the, the hindrances, and all of the things that that that, that people go through, um, people of color go through in this country. You mentioned the marginalization of the Asian community. Um, and, yeah, I, I just read a couple of weeks, a uh, couple of days, ago the increase of violence since since the pandemic against mm-hmm. uh asian um against the asian community and it's a travesty right mm-hmm. and um if people of asian descent do not speak who's going to right who's going yeah. to and so we so we're grateful that voices are come thankful for your voice sister <laughs> thankful for your voice brother and and that yeah. god has raised you guys up and um and I just I'm excited about the work he's going to uh, continue to do through you all and um, mm. um, the scholar in residence <laughs> and a mm-hmm. board member at our board are our, our, not the newest anymore. You were the newest board member for the. Cre- That's true. For That's true. Cre- I'm no longer the, the, yeah. the, the, oh, the, no, the junior no. one. Man, yeah. You got seniority, Doc. You got seniority. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you guys? Thank you so much for. Uh, taking the time of your busy schedules to join us here on the on the front porch. It's been such a encouraging, enlightening, and exciting conversation mm-hmm. that I I'm certain folks are going to uh, enjoy if they listen, <laughs> if they take the time Amen. to listen to it. May God continue to bless the ministry there, and uh, mm-hmm. in Austin, in Austin, Texas, and uh, and may certainly the Lord bring uh, a speedy recovery. For all the folks who are who are suffering with power outages and who are 
you know, cold and, and need food yeah. and, and all of those things. And, and, and folks, please remember, uh, give us the website again, man, so they can go and, and, and folks yeah. inclined to help you guys. Yes, uh, hopeccatx.com. Uh, we have a tab, giving tab, and then um, if, if you feel led to, to, to give, you can give in the benevolence category. Be a huge blessing to us and to our community. Amen. Again, thank you, uh, Pastor Dr. Reyes, for, for joining us on the porch. And uh, we're going to do this again sometime. Is that a promise? Amen. That sounds good. All right. I'll be, I'll be listening in. I'll, just, I'll be just right behind the <laughs> mic next time. I want to listen to. I got to learn. You know what we're going to do, uh, <laughs> Pastor? I'm just going to get Jamie on the mic and let our wives just talk. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, th- again, thank you all uh, for joining us Our on pleasure, the porch. Our pleasure, Pastor. Yeah, thank, thank you so, you much, so for, much for inviting us. Oh, man, we're going to do it again. Folks, that's going to do it for us on the front porch. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, may the Lord bless you. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>